0: Spags, we finally made it. It is Friday. We have football, we have news, we have drafts to cram in before the wild card slate tomorrow.
1: Yeah, there is a lot to get to on this show, but we are going to continue to march forward here with our wild card previews. We got to talk about some injuries. Looks like me, no James Conner, definitely no CEH, and a lot of other guys coming back into action, surprisingly. We're also going to do our last underdog playoff best ball draft. We've been having a lot of fun doing those, so we're going to make this one really count got ride or die picks for all the wild card games and oh yeah nana pete coming here to give us that sage wisdom that she always brings so pete let's hit that intro <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Splash Play, the fantasy football podcast for every game under the sun. And once again, I am Chris Spaggs, joined by your friend and mine, Peter Oversett. Pete, how are you doing on this fine, fine Friday?
0: Uh, I'm doing good. I'm feeling a little uh, stretched in a lot of directions. Just lots of stuff. You know, we got our FFPC lineups we're trying to put together. I've tried to get more underdog drafts in. I was just doing a bunch of TOC stuff. Um, They have two playoff contests. Uh, I'm getting ready. I need to get stuff ready for showdown crams this weekend. So just like action flying all over the place.
1: Do we have a TOC pack that we we can give away today?
0: Yeah. And it was just however we wanted to
1: do it. Um, But I do have a TOC pack to give away. All right, so here's what I'm going to propose. I and mean, then, Pete, you can push back on it if you want. But um, as you've seen here, Pete doing the Owner's Club NFTs here, a fun game. that honestly, Davis and Pete talking about it yesterday got me intrigued as well. Uh, so you guys can get in on the mix here. And what I'm going to propose, Pete, is we give this away to this episode's chat MVP. So the person Ooh. who we think has really shown a level above everybody else out there who's really supported us, gotten us through here. I think that's the one who gets the TOC pack at the end of the show. But
0: let I... I I like that idea. I just got to make a few caveats here. Uh, Mm -hmm. No disingenuous. Uh, You know, like I'm already suspicious of this. Howdy, fellas. I'm just telling you right now, this sounds like pandering to the crowd. I need more like what's up, fuckers. You know, I I need it to be (laughs) believable. Um, So just, you know, be
1: active, but in a non uh, disingenuous way. Yeah. So be active in there. I mean, like no more is not the Marriott chat Just really quick line. One liners, there, contributions, being supportive of the show. What's up, fuckers? Jake Feltz taking your advice to heart right away. I mean, I should I should have given that specific of an example. Thank you. This is going to be this was a bad idea. (laughs) I think it's a great idea. I think what's up, fuckers should be our new greeting on the show. (laughs) (laughs) what's up pussies yeah that's that's the kind of show we do here pete it's all about the community as you know (laughs) wow ice man why are you why are you in a hospital bed uh hopefully you're all right buddy and one of our regulars out there, Iceman, Man. hope you're doing okay. And we all hope you guys are staying safe out there. And uh, one – I'm going to transition, Pete. This is gross. One way to stay safe is to make sure you hit that like button on YouTube when you're watching a video. <laughs> Nothing shrouds you in a bubble of protection more than hitting the like button on your favorite YouTube videos, subscribing to Peach channel, subscribing to the Splashly channel. It's the only way I know Pete in this crazy 2022 of ours to keep yourself truly safe. That's right. Yeah.
0: Um, even, I even heard the CDC said you actually don't need to get a booster anymore. You just have to like your favorite content creators, uh, video and it will protect you from, from Omicron
1: and not even your favorite, just ones that you occasionally get (laughs) some (laughs) joy out of. And you, and you say, what's up, fuckers, Whatever you see it. <laughs> Yeah, he calls pussies <laughs> coming into the show. But we appreciate all of you guys hanging out with us. And if you're new to the show, we've seen uh, the views going up a little bit here, maybe because of our playoff best ball drafts, maybe because of the Davis-Maddox spike. We don't know. But hang out with us here because we will continue to find things to do on the show, things to bet on, things to talk about. If that USFL launches in April, we are going to be there first and foremost. And actually, Pete, a thing for you before I do our plugs and we get into everything here. You know how we do the intro here? And the intro is one that I actually made last year based off the ground. Graphics that we had uh pete's guy doug do did a great job kind of getting that going but i feel like it really works with the show now where everything we do in terms of segments in terms of bits is like a game within a game so like the little press start intro i feel like has actually become more relevant than it was when i just was like this would be a fun way to do an intro
0: yeah and it, it aged very well because this was all pre-nft boom and the 8-bit pixelated art and stuff is just all the
1: most valuable NFTs are are eight- bit pixelated art. So I think we were we were ahead of the curve there. without even realizing it. So that's the kind of quality you're going to get here. So again, make sure you hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Also go to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. We got the DVOA numbers on there that you're going to hear reference a lot. Playoff DVOA for the first time ever. We actually have full records going back to 1983 tracking. If you're a historical fan of football, you can go see how your favorite teams performed, And also you can see just how these teams are going to perform. So that'll be rolling out in the next uh, few days here, but go check it out. Footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. There's even some ad free stuff going on that we're testing on the back end. So if you are also an fo plus member for just one dollar a week you're not seeing any ads on the site so that'll be pretty cool uh but go football outsiders.com subscribe to get an edge for yourself in these wild card weekends and everything else coming up in the playoffs uh but pete let's get into it here we got the wild card weekend news right before the show ceh clyde over to Hilaire officially ruled out versus pittsburgh darrell williams jarek mckinnon Derek gore all expected to be active maybe we'll have some more roles maybe jarek mckinnon gets even more of a role for the playoffs i know that was something bill simmons was talking about with some of his a ringer, get a betting cohorts on his podcast before I started this show up. But how do you feel about the chiefs here, Pete? Big spread favoring them. Usually that means the running backs can run well. And we have seen Darrell Williams be a monster, but also be a chalk disappointment at times. Yeah, I I'm
0: excited for, to get Darrell just because I do think he's the better of the pass catching backs. And we've kind of seen this, um, dynamic play out before, um, where the second back actually benefits even more than the, original back being healthy just because not only do they, you know, inherit the full workload, but they don't have to share it generally with someone behind him. I do think we'll see some Derek Gore. They seem to like him a decent bit, but just getting Daryl Williams playing all the passing downs in this game, I think is, is pretty enticing. And I, I honestly just think he's a better talent than CEH
1: at this point too. So I think it's probably a net positive for the chiefs and for fantasy. Do you think there's any world where Jarek McKinnon or a Derek Gore ends up in one of the tournament-winning lineups on the the Sunday three-game slate that'll be on DraftKings or FanDuel? Yeah, I mean those
0: those things are are wild, um, and. We have seen, I forget, what was the game earlier this year where the Chiefs Chiefs just absolutely boat raced someone and like Gore, C.H. and Darrell all had, I think, usable scores. So if the thesis is correct and they just pummel the Steelers, which I think makes a lot of sense, I could definitely see two of these backs uh, doing something. But yeah, I'm guessing Darrell will be very
1: chalky. So maybe Derek Gore is your kind of galaxy brain play. Other news going on right before, or not right before the show. This one actually developed yesterday, but Juju Smith-Schuster returned to practice, trending towards playing at Kansas City at a 3 k minimum salary on DraftKings, which uh, clearly they were thinking he was out for the year. Now he'll be back in. And Pete, he's been a low dot guy anyway, but in this game against the Chiefs, they just need to move the ball as much as they can. Ben himself has been a low uh, low air yards guy all year long, just 7.1 intended air yards per attempt for him on the year. We've talked about his arm basically being nil at this point you think Juju's viable at minimum salary, a guy who actually has shown a ceiling and shown the ability to pick up some touchdowns?
0: Yeah, um, I think he's definitely viable on the DFS slates. I think with some of these playoff contests, um, even underdog, like, I mean, uh, Deontay Johnson's free at the end of the Mm -hmm. underdog draft. So it's like, you don't need to take on the Juju risk. but in DFS, (laughs) where you're getting the stone men, I think it's pretty intriguing uh, there. But then I think, now do you have to worry about ownership? Like, is he just going to be the guy that everyone's like, oh, I'm for sure playing Juju at 3K? I think you'd want to keep tabs on that. But, I mean, he's been out since week five. He had surgery. I don't think they would just rush him back, even though it's an important playoff game. Like, I'm just going to assume that he's he's good to go and fully healthy uh, at this point. So, yeah, I, I definitely don't mind it if he's not catching too much ownership.
1: Yeah, I think it's an interesting spot because he is like, it is an upper body injury. So theoretically he could have been doing cardio and kind of keeping himself in the condition he needs to be in. And they have like, you know, Ray, Ray McLeod, they've tried James Washington. I think that's clearly lost uh, the bloom a little bit off that rose, but I think, you know, there's been nobody who stepped up in a meaningful enough way where they've been great. And you're like, we can't get Juju back in. You could easily, to me, see, I think Juju take a good amount of those Ray, Ray McLeod snaps, um, take whatever the Cody white snaps that were floating around for a while. there, like, there was a pathway for him to be useful. So I think uh, for cash games for that slate, I think if you are a degenerate who's really doing that for the Sunday feel free to throw Juju in, I think, for tournaments. See where the ownership lies on on the osmos and ETRs of the world and uh, go from their Roto-Grinders wherever you want to go to. And I think that's going to help decide the Juju case a little bit more. Other news, we got James Conner and Rondale Moore, both not at practice for Arizona before. They have their Monday night football wildcard game against the Rams. It's a time to worry, Pete, with James Conner and Rondale Moore. Uh, Moore not a big factor for our playoff best ball lineups, but if James Conner doesn't make it in for that wild card game, uh, that could really hurt a lot of teams out there.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because uh Connor obviously not practicing Chase Edmonds has been limited, but Cliff Kingsbury said both of them were true game time decisions. Obviously, you have to think Edmonds is far more ready to play if he's been getting in, you know, limited practices. So yeah, this is an interesting one again, you know, in those underdog drafts, I mean, Edmonds has been free, you know, ninth, 10th round and James Connor was actually creeping up into the fifth and sixth round. So another situation where how people have been drafting it, uh, doesn't seem like it's going to work out because even if you draft Connor and they win, like, well, now you're still heading into another road game, uh, where you're going to have Chase Edmonds coming off of a start too. So like the whole Connor play for these playoff contests is looking really, really shaky at this point. And uh, yeah, as of right now, if I was a betting man, I would uh, not be counting on Connor and feel pretty good about
1: playing Chase Edmonds. Yeah, it's weird because it's a Monday game. Like I feel like this could sort of be the Thursday of the week equivalent, where if a guy's not in Thursday it's not great, but then if he gets in on Friday you feel good, so definitely one where if you know before Monday Night Football, you're not going to know for your, your playoff best ball drafts, unfortunately, but if you know he's going to be in, I think certainly play him, I think, as much as you can. Um, and If he's going to be trending towards being out, Chase Edmonds takes a pretty big bump for that uh, showdown DFS slate on Monday. A DJ Shootin, make it a good point. This will be Juju's last game before free agency to show he is at a complete tumbleweed. His last chance, Pete, potentially to make a TikTok in Pittsburgh before he goes to, I don't know, the Jaguars. (laughs) He goes to the Jaguars to replace LaVisca (laughs) Shadal. How how funny would it be if ever, if like the
0: narrative, the mainstream narrative was like Juju fought to get back to play in Big Ben's last game. And it was actually because him and Chase Claypool have like choreographed uh, a a halftime TikTok (laughs) that they really want to shoot together.
1: I think that would be, there would be so many people in the Pittsburgh area (laughs) taking their, their lunch pails and slamming it (laughs) on the floor there. Have you heard of the Pittsburgh potty, the toilet that's in the basement? Thing. no what is this so i learned about that when i was visiting my friend who just moved to pittsburgh and then saw it it went viral on the internet recently but like because pittsburgh is a coal mining town they used to have like both showers and i guess um a toilet that's not in the stall in the basement so people could like wash themselves off before coming into the house because they're covered in soot and coal and whatever real hard-working men do that uh, pete and i know nothing about uh but i would say that like it's classic Pittsburgh though They just have a toilet sitting around in your fucking basement. <laughs> There's no stall around it. Yeah, you you moved to a great state, Spags. <laughs> I'm far away. Pittsburgh's four hours. We're actually closer to like to New York. We're closer to you, I think, than Pittsburgh.
0: I I mean, but come on, let's not talk about you know Philadelphians having a sterling reputation either.
1: You know. Oh, I actually I hate I hate Philadelphians. Too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, it's so, the same way when people ask me about Boston. I'm like, I'm just here because of my wife. I don't I don't like living here. Yeah.
1: I'm just a mercenary. I'll go wherever. There's a house for me and maybe yeah. some upside, a, a studio space. Put me up wherever and I'll be happy to go there. Yeah. Other news that we got going on. Ronald Jones officially doubtful to play versus Philly. Same for Cyril Grayson coming off that hamstring issue. Does this change any of your views on anybody on the Bucks? Because I have to say for me, no Ronald Jones, I do think means that Leonard Fournette. I mean, it might not mean that, but it does feel like Leonard Fournette's got to be close to a full go or maybe it does mean Keyshawn Vaughn gets a little bit more, and then you have Grayson who's been on the upswing recently. And I think Brashad Perriman's right there running at a lower a dot, running shorter routes in a way that intrigues me for DFS Pete. But what do you see on the bucks?
0: Yeah, I think this is a huge deal, uh, because you know it seemed like the Bucs even losing AB and Godwin that people were still on board with them handling the Eagles and doing it through Leonard Fournette and kind of using him as the engine of the offense, whether that's lots of checkdowns or just having him run the ball a ton. We know that they prefer him to the other running backs by a ton. So I think we were setting up for a big Lenny Belkow game. Now he's a true game time decision. If he doesn't play, mean you have to just be worried about this team like how many weapons can they really be down and still be competitive um and yeah I guess from like a single game perspective you know Keyshawn Vaughn I think will be very interesting but I think you just have to worry about the overall success of the team when they're down three of their four best players and yeah touchdown Tommy the goat yada yada but at a certain point he needs someone to make plays. Um, And I think it's going to be hard to come by. And we also have some weather issues for this game. This just, I I want to, I think I, on our show yesterday, like I want to take, I want to take the, the Eagles with the points right now. And I don't know if that line has changed. It was earlier in the week. I think they were plus nine. Um,
1: I was very happy to get that number. Yeah, I'm surprised that this line hasn't moved at all, given the stuff you're talking about. Like, it is still a 27.3 implied points to 18.3 implied points for Philadelphia. But I agree, like, the wind, I think, is a concern. It could also make it a a more variant game for a guy like Fournette who can get those short targets and um, sort of keep Brady from having to throw into the wind too much. 30-mile-per-hour wind is no joke. Uh, But I agree it does kind of make Philly more alive, a team that runs the ball, that's trying to avoid risk, that does have some big targets who can get going in short range like Dallas Goddard, and even a guy who could run after the catch like Devonta Smith. Like They haven't thrown him a lot of routes in the flank this year, but like it does feel like that's what they should be doing given how how fast and elusive he is. So an interesting one there for Tampa Bay. And Philly on their side, Pete, Miles Sanders going to play, as said, unquestionably going into play he's coming off a broken hand we've seen boston scott be useful on the year jordan howard be useful we've also seen teams attack tampa bay with the pass and that maybe opens up a window for kenneth gainwell even though i think at this point he's clearly been uh, knocked behind all the other guys but how do you view, view those uh philly running backs and is there anybody you would trust
0: yeah, I mean, I agree with DJ here that if the Eagles get it done, they're going to do what they've done all year, which is run the shit out of the ball. Whether that's you know a lot of read options type stuff with Jalen Hurts or you know with Miles Sanders in those backs, so uh, I think it is encouraging that Miles Sanders uh, is going to be back fully for this game. It it is honestly really hard to project who they're going to use behind him because they've cycled through so many different combinations this year with Gainwell, Howard, and Boston Scott. So I honestly don't have a really good feel on that I mean if they get down to the bucks, um, it's hard to see them using a ton of Jordan Howard just because he hasn't been involved in the past game as much you would think it would kind of shift to those other backs so that's kind of my only thing they've used Boston Scott in both capacities as kind of a pass catcher and a, a rusher so I could see him being pretty heavily involved but I'm kind of leaning toward us getting more of a bell cow-esque Miles Sanders game here
1: And Willis in the chat pointing out, too, I guess in some spots, the line is down to eight. Looks like on DK Sportsbook, it's at eight. Vandal still has at eight and a half. A lot of the other books, points bet, bet MGM still have at eight and a half. So... Honestly, it might mean a little more value there taking the eight plus eight and a half at this point with the line moving down. If it does continue to come down and then the weather in general, Pete, you kind of talked about it, but we do have frigid cold conditions in Buffalo, 30 mile per hour winds in Tampa Bay. And normally for me, you know, and it's probably because of my, my time at Osmo did their on the contrary show this morning uh, with Osmo and Laffy had a lot of fun doing that and being back there. But we've always talked there about, you know, Vegas odds are the one thing you hold up. Like that's your North star for everything. If those lines move, you worry the most. But with weather, you know the lines do move. The Tampa Bay line hasn't changed that much for them. The Buffalo New England line is down to like shit. Like they're under 45 fantasy, uh, 45 implied points on that over/under as well. But how does this affect how you're viewing things? Like, do you care about the weather? Or are you, I guess, changing how you view things? Because to me, it means like Tampa's still probably going to score four touchdowns. It just means they're probably going to score not from Mike Evans, but probably more from you know short throw kind of things.
0: Yeah, uh, I had pulled up what Kevin Roth over at Roto Grinders uh, meteorologist had said about this game. He says, I have the rain arriving before the game on Sunday and clearing pregame. But if that timing slows, uh, this will be much more risky. Winds will be worse pregame with the rain, but will still be pretty breezy sustained 15 to 20 mile or. Per hour with gusts around 30, that's enough to throw a few deep passes off and kicks as well. So it seems like it's not perfect conditions. This isn't like you know panic like that Buffalo New England game uh, a month or so back. So to me, it's more just another tiebreaker in not being that that interested in this game. Like part of the thesis with the Bucks has been how pass heavy they've been and not taking the foot off the gas. My thought was, hey gross weather game. They get Lenny back. They just kind of pound the rock against Philly. Now, are they even able to do that if Fournette's not playing? To me, this just seems like a spot where both teams might want to play it a little slower than they usually do. And Philly's always willing to play it slower. So yeah, like I'm, when I'm like at the end of my underdog drafts and kind of tacking in a guy, like for a while I was grabbing, you know, Dallas Goddard and Devonta Smith who are cheap. And now it's like, I'd rather take Deontay Johnson. I'd rather take Josh Jacobs, like these guys that I think are in better
1: game environments to score a bunch of points in a loss. Yeah, it's interesting. And maybe a little more plus EV to get your last uh, your last best ball drafts. I think it was Silas in the chat yesterday. Somebody said it where they were like, drafting really early in these best ball drafts on underdog is going to be probably plus EV. And then drafting like as late as you possibly can is going to be plus EV and everything else in between is going to have a lot of variance to it based on the news and the teams that get in. But I would agree, like playing the weather right now might be an angle here to get you at least out of that first round. So I think that's a pretty smart approach. Anything else news-wise that you're seeing, Pete, that you want to bring to the people? And uh, otherwise, I'm going to have you choose your own adventure for our next segment
0: yeah let's see i mean we already yeah we touched about ch and connor um i'm sure we'll get a few more practice reports uh coming through uh today
1: but yeah i think we've we've covered everything that's uh that's been released all right so your choice pete do you want to do playoff best ball or do you want to do what i'm calling this segment nana pete's old-timey playoff predictions (laughs) um yeah. Why don't
0: we, why don't we do a playoff draft first? That okay. way, you know, we don't,
1: you know, peak too early in the episode. Well, yeah. Nana Pete too. She's an older woman. She takes a while to get into the room, into the house to get situated. So we can probably get a, a draft out before she's even there. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's
0: bang one out. I, I crossed the 50 mark uh, last or this morning. Ooh. It must've been, I think this will be my 51st. I, there's no way I'm getting to 75,
1: but that would be a, a goal for me. I will admire you greatly if you cram in 25 more drafts and (laughs) keep your marriage happy.
0: It's I've been like once the day I, I banged out like three this morning and then I had to start doing shit. And it's just like, I can't, I'm not good enough to actually multitask and draft these
1: well. So what normally when I do one of these drafts, I'm pretty focused. When I was doing the NBA basketball ones and underdog, which is still thriving there. Anybody, if you could beat my 10,350 in that lineup, please let me know and I'll feel less good about myself. But I was doing five at a time that like last day, (laughs) which was incredibly difficult, like left brain, right brain, all having to operate. And that is not something I, I thrive in. I might. Um... I might, maybe if I have a little time tonight,
0: maybe I'll go two table is, is probably where I feel like I can actually do two at once and still
1: make a good decision. So maybe I'll rip off a little two table sesh Uh, Iceman pointing out and Iceman, Iceman honestly earning his way to comments or MVP. If this hospital thing is true and he's tweeting through it, chatting through it, I feel like he deserves some extra credit, but does Nan and Pete need to be done by the time murder she wrote comes on? That is a good point and a very good elderly person joke. It is Uh shot. I ice, man. I don't think I ever heard uh, if what, what's going on
0: with you and feel free to not disclose, but uh, hopefully, hopefully you're all good, buddy. Yeah. Probably. He just turned to ice. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yes, I mean, Nana Pete, you know, she's got to bang out her uh, rewatch of the golden girls, all that stuff. Um, We are on, no, we're not on, we, this hasn't started yet. Has it? Okay. No,
1: they're all just, they're all just holding their dicks there. They're all popping Viagra to get ready for the cold.
0: Um, here's, I want to do a little different because I feel like I've definitely been in the driver's seat, uh, the Mm -hmm. past few times. And I think that you've gotten a little more acclimated. You have a good feel for the playoff picture. I want, I will like, if you want to ask me questions or you want, you know, my advice, I will give it to you, but I want you to
1: put the spags imprint on this team. Okay, cool. So let's prepare for a minus EV draft. Everyone's strap in. Um, I will say for my first pick, let me pull up the big one. All right. So I'm going to try to do what you've done in the past and go against type and also try to hopefully take somebody from not taking our QB. I'll take Stefan Diggs here. Sounds good. And honestly, this is a one too where I've, I've only made one bet for Wild Card weekend, and it actually is a Pats to win money line bet. Really? Yeah. What did that pay out? Um, so we it's only plus one oh seven, I think on DK is where I got it. But um at Edge Sports, I mentioned, you know, the company that I work for, which Edge Sports Football Outsiders with the two brands. We do hundred thousand simulations. They have them winning, I think. Actually, no, the odds are plus one of seven for them, but then according to sportsbooks, it's like plus one seventy. So like it's just not an efficient line based on what they're saying. So I'm just trying to work off that allegedly a 30% turn on expected value, which we'll find out.
0: Yeah. Um, that one is I, I'd want a little bit more. Um I think on that, but I, I do think they're I think they're live as we pick Stefan Diggs in our lineup.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know that's that's the one thing like I, I will say for my ride or die picks. I'm probably gonna pick the Pats to win. I just think the one thing that occurs to me, and it's even been in our best ball drafts. So we were talking about it yesterday with Davis and with Willis also pointing it out in the chat too. Like nobody thinks the Pats are gonna win. And I think at a certain point, we've done this song and dance for 20 years now. Like you gotta kind of think the Pats are gonna win potentially at some point.
0: Yeah. And the thing that, the thing that kind of stinks about the Pats, at least for these contests is if they win, they go play Tennessee, which is going to be another kind of slow, low scoring game. Like if the bills, you know, are able to put up a decent total, then they go probably on the road to play KC. And then that just has another shootout, you know, potential written all over it. So just for pure scoring ceiling, I mean, the bills are definitely the funnest way to play it. All
1: right. What are we doing here? We got to do Josh Allen here. I would think so again, I'm. This is classic touting too, where you, you talk about how oh the Pats are going to win, and then we're doing an actual draft here, and I'm drafting Bills and right in everybody's faces. Yeah, it is funny to see
0: this. So the Jamar Chase drafter uh, decided to blow up the um, the stacks, and hmm. then the Travis Kelsey owner decided uh, <laughs> he was just going to then grab Brady. Uh, the Rogers Adams connection did get there. It's always funny to see how the the stacks go in those first two rounds
1: yeah i i mean honestly i have learned a lot and i've actually been glad that you've taken the driver's seat and hearing you talk with both josh norris and davis over the last week about you know the strategy for this you know, like I I would encourage everybody to watch every splash play episode because I think we have fun here and it is a good, even at the very least, a good background noise show. But I think you guys have had some of the, you know, some of the better best ball content around out there. There's a lot of great people doing stuff, so I don't want to tout us too much. But like, I've learned a lot just hearing you guys speak. So I'm hoping I could make us uh, not an embarrassment here on this draft.
0: Yeah, hopefully we have uh, some splash play. Uh Viewers or Deposit Kingdom uh, members who are able to take down the gauntlet. Last year it was Chris G, uh, who's really active in the Deposit Kingdom Discord, who won the inaugural gauntlet. So we got to keep it
1: in the family. Yeah, and then he had Liam in the uh, win the regular season yep. one too. So there you go. Deposit Kingdom on fire. Yeah. like lo- No logos though. You got to have start people doing your logos everywhere. Cause that's how <laughs> I know from Osmo, like that's a legitimate part of like their memberships sell a lot more. I shouldn't, I probably shouldn't say this publicly, but for everybody else out there, that's why all the companies you like out there ask you to put their logos on, on your DraftKings handle, your FanDuel handle, because they get signups for when you have that out there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Who are we doing? All right. So this is a fun one. Cause I feel like there, there's like three ways you could go here. I mean, I would still think I'm inclined to go with a bill, but uh, I feel like we can get the, the running back from the NFC maybe. So I'm going to go Debo. I'm going to go Debo here. I am I'm completely on board with okay. that.
0: Um, that, yeah, I, I would have been fine taking Gronk, Debo, or Singletary probably.
1: Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Gronk. I didn't think about as much to me. It was Eric saying in the chat, single terrier Debo. That was where I was. And my thesis for the Debo play is just that I think that now that Elijah Mitchell is back, he could finally go back to being a receiver full time and that's going to hurt Kittle and help him. So that's, um, I'm yeah. very bullish on Debo this weekend, his price tag on DK. I don't think anybody's going to play him. Yeah. And Josh asking, is there actually any merit to that guy going
0: chase then Mahomes? So I don't like doing that. Um one because when you grab Chase, like you're making a bet on the Bengals and Burrow's going to be available in round 5 and you know if Chase like truly hits his ceiling, you're going to get at least two plus games from him and then you also want Burrow to come along for the ride there. So I I would never do a combo like that. The only quarterback that I've kind of taken unstacked would be Josh Allen. In the second round, um, if he slips a little bit, just knowing there were so many options to backfill with Allen's weapons, and we've seen so many games this year where he spreads it out enough that you could you could win with the Bills Super Bowl, even if you don't have digs, just the way that offense runs. So I don't love the chase with Mahomes. Um, I'm preferring either stacking or getting
1: quarterbacks cheaper. Yep, I think it's reasonable, and I, I think your strategy certainly spoke to me throughout the process as well. Um All right. Can we, Hmm. I'm going to say I don't love this necessarily. And I don't think you will either. So I don't want to go that way. Um, let's go Aaron Jones. I think it's just a a positive value pick at this point. That would have been what I would have done. What, What, what was your second option? I was thinking about going to the Cowboys, but then it's like Cowboys and Niners, somebody's going to knock each other off. And for me, that's sometimes how I like to play things is cornering a market on like what a situation is going to be. But I know that's how you wouldn't draft. I'm trying to, I think you've brought up a lot of good points that I'm going to try to impart for myself. The reason I like the Aaron Jones pick with this
0: lineup is because we've started with three really high ceiling plays that play in the wild card round. So we can absorb, you know, a zero from Aaron Jones and kind of build around him. And we've also set up, you know, now like for an ideal super bowl potentially with bills Packers. And because we passed on Singletary, like you said, we're going to want our running back to come from the NFC. Um, And so, to me, the puzzle pieces here, just kind of with the story our draft is telling so far, fit together really nicely. Um, Eli Mitchell's ADP, where is that at right now? Do you know? Yeah, he's been coming up a little bit. Um, He's here at 36.3. That's, it's definitely, he used to be uh, a bigger gap between him and Kittle. Um, And I've now noticed that a lot of people are, you know, pairing Mitchell with either Debo or Kittle,
1: but he should definitely be on our radar with this build. Dobby saying can get a late Lamar stack. I don't think a Lamar Jackson stack's gonna have a lot of value at this point. He's, he's
0: uh, referencing a Twitter post that I did last night. I posted a screenshot for a draft where one guy took four quarterbacks all in a row, uh, backup quarterbacks, and then another guy took Lamar Jackson. Um, so it was just a, an absolute disaster. Um, all right, curious to see what you do here. I think I would just go Eli. Yeah. Um, I... I think that is the smart play. I was trying to see, sometimes I consider like, all right, if we want to add Kittle to this mix too, like what is the order you'd want to do it? But I do think people would be willing to take an unstacked Mitchell more than like an unstacked or uncorrelated Kittle. So
1: I think that makes sense. Yeah, I think Knox too, I don't hate as a play here because I'm sure a lot of people will go the Gabriel Davis, the um probably not the Emmanuel Sanders route, the Beasley route, but um yeah, I think that's I like I just like Eli Mitchell enough. Like I feel like whenever he's played, Kyle Shannon has been willing to feed him, you know, up to 30 times in a game. And I think in the playoffs where you have to win and you're maybe have some trust issues with Jimmy, I think that's another pathway for him to win again. Yeah, Mathology said he's been doing a lot
0: of three-three-one builds. I think that's completely viable. I think what's so fun is, I, I mean, there's probably six to seven like structure build types that I end up using. Like, there's so many ways that I think are are justifiable. The only thing I really don't do is like, even even if I feel like my odds of advancing are slim, I still won't punt a full Super Bowl lineup. Like, unless I just completely get blocked out, but I still want to be able to field. A full starting lineup in a potential Super Bowl. And outside of that, I think there's just a, a near infinite amount of uh, directions you can go.
1: Jeff's saying he loves your quick analysis, Pete. Now let's do a pick here before we get. To, oh, okay. So now we can actually do, I get either tight end. That's interesting. Um, I'm going to go Dawson Knox's way, I think, instead of Kittle, um, just because we're not going to have Jimmy G, which I guess might not be a bad thing if Trey Lance somehow does get in and has a hot playoff run. Uh, But I think Knox, like he's just been a guy that's upset the stacks all year long, and I feel like he's still not getting treated like a guy that has that upside, so I would rather go there. I would have gone Kittle, um, but only
0: for the reason that there are still more bills guys that you can stack with um, because you still have Gabe Davis, because you still have Cole Beasley, you have Emmanuel Sanders. And so I'm generally a little bit more willing to push it knowing that I guess we could still get IUK. But again, we also don't have to go three 49ers. And this is why I'm saying there's not like any direct right or wrong answer. Um, So I think that's perfectly viable, but I would generally um, just knowing where the ADPs are on the bills, be a little
1: more comfortable kicking that can down the road. And Paul in the chat's got that spike week uh, th- avatar in himself. So he must be doing pretty sharp. If you miss on Kittle, you could still get Ayuk. And he's been good for the last half of the year. Yeah, I think that's, to me, if Debo doesn't perform, it's got to go to Kittle or Ayuk. And I think Kittle, to me, is just going to be an inline blocker more. Like that's what they like to use him for when things really matter. So that's why I'm down on Kittle. And I might be completely it- wrong, but I'm I'm just very down on Kittle. And Paul's saying, I don't
0: know why Ayuk is going undrafted in most of these. I agree with that take, although I know why it's happening, and it's it's all has to do with the the stacking potential. You know, people aren't excited to draft Jimmy G, and if Jimmy G was a more exciting quarterback, I think you'd see him pushed up. You know, a couple couple rounds. You know, say if um, you know, I think a good analog would be like Brandon Ayuk is, you know, comparable to like Zach Ertz as far as how attractive. He is as a stack partner with Kyler and Zach Ertz, you know, will go in the eighth round of, of most of these drafts. So I think I, would be there if his quarterback was a little more attractive. So, um, let's see, we are going to be up on the clock here again. Curious
1: to see what you do. All right. So we're, we still got Gabe Davis there. Um, I presume we still also have Sanders and Beasley, right?
0: Yeah. Sanders Beasley will go drafted in like the 10th round. Sanders goes undrafted.
1: Okay. I, I think, I think
0: let's just take Gabe here. Yeah. I think we definitely want to get to four um, bills and it is going to be viable as well to get to five if we want. Um, I think it's completely fine. If we want to toss on Beasley or Sanders to this, I would probably recommend Beasley in this context, just because I think Sanders plays a little bit more on the outside and we've kind of made some of our bets with Diggs and Gabe there. Mm. Um, but if you go five from the bills, then we're live for basically any Bills NFC matchup, which I think helps our cause, especially because we're rolling out these um NFC running backs. And so the one thing I would probably put on our wish list um is one more NFC running back um with
1: with one of these last picks. There's somebody I just lost the chat, but somebody was saying that whoever's in the the Scotty doesn't know guy in the sixth spot is just drafting for chaos. I think I'm getting one of our best drafts we've had on the show because that guy is drafting completely wildly and illogically based on like what you've established as best practices. Can I, can I make a suggestion for this pick just because
0: I am loving how this team is going. Um, and I, maybe I'll slow roll it a little bit and make sure that it doesn't get picked here. Um, I think chase Edmonds is an absolute smash here. Uh, we, we know Connor is likely not going to play. We don't have any Rams in our lineup. We need NFC running backs. Um, it will help us advance even if like Eli Mitchell were to have a down game, um, mm-hmm. because we're still going to need to use a running back score here.
1: Okay. I'm in for it.
0: And you know, this would have been a little more like if we had a Dallas guy, like say we had CD instead of Debo, then you start to, uh, or sorry, say we had, um, Odell or, you know, cup in here. And then you're like, well, do we want to play at a loss? But now we can have our cake and eat it too. We're playing for a San Francisco. win. we're playing for an Arizona win, um, and our our running
1: backs pair up really nicely with our Bills onslaught. So two two sides of the same kind uh, coin here. Eric saying this is why Pete is the best best ball bro, and then Frankie saying Pete just couldn't help himself had the strong arms bags. <laughs> that is true. I did get strong armed even when I was literally announcing my child's sex on the show.
0: <laughs> I come on, it was just I thought I had to just. Je- it wasn't that you you've been picking. No, I think that was it's a team effort. I, I I get it. Well, the thing that was crazy to me is I he, his ADP chases at chase Edmonds, ADP should be, he should be in the fifth round now. Like he should be going even, I would say slightly, um, or at least right where Eli Mitchell goes. Like those guys should be going about in the same range. And the fact that there's still a huge discount just because people are anchored to the ADPs on here feels like an exploitable thing. If you can keep drafting him
1: around, um, anywhere around pick 45, like it's a smash. I mean, look, I think this is a pretty solid build though. I think, uh, Eric's raising a decent point that you could definitely go to a Cardinals receiver here. Also, I still think Beasley to Beasley screams like playoff upside guy who just hasn't gotten there in the regular season either. So I think there's a case to be made for me to go Beasley, but I think the Kirk or Ertz take is actually pretty sound too.
0: Yeah. So I would, if, if we get him, I would definitely say Kirk because I think we can still get Beasley. Um, one based on ADP Two, like who is going to be the person that takes Beasley, maybe the Singletary owner, but otherwise we have cornered the market on bills. Um, so this is sometimes I'll tab through here. Does anyone in between us? So this guy does have Singletary. He could, this guy's a total wild card. Um, so he could do anything, but we'd still have an out to draft still another bill again. So I would rather try to play for both where I don't think Kirk makes it back to us.
1: Okay, I think take Kirk. I mean, he's the wide receiver one for Arizona, so I think that's perfectly fine. There's a chance, too, if they do advance around. Uh, Hopkins might not get back in time. I think you said yesterday the conference championship is when they were looking at for him, right? For New For DeAndre yeah, Hopkins. Yeah,
0: I had heard there's some whispers that that could be in play if they get there. The other thing I love about Kirk, though, is just, you know, this is a potential high-scoring game. We do need to make sure we get a little bit more ceiling in this lineup to make sure we escape. You know, the way I think about it is, like, you know, we're we're hoping for one really big ceiling game from, like, Diggs, Knox, or Gabe. Um, and then, you know, we're going
1: to want a few other cracks at this to help us advance. I feel like Scotty's gonna take Cole Beasley on this pick just because he has been all over the place. So he did get a Tennessee stack, I think, out of himself.
0: Yeah. Uh Ivan, I've taken a decent amount of I've taken a decent amount of Manny Sanders. Um, there are there are so many different uh viable ways we can we can go here. I'll put the three in the queue right here. I think all make a bit of
1: sense, and then it, it can be up to you to pick your favorite. And that's tough. I, I do like cornering the Buffalo market because, you know, we are saying like, we've gone no AFC at all. So like we're saying the bills have to make it. And I think to me, that's what's see it. That's what says Beasley. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, let's, let's do Beasley.
0: Um, we've, yeah, the bills have to make it in this scenario. And then we have our little Arizona pairing, our San Francisco pairing and our one-off Aaron Jones. So like, even if we get a bills Packers Bowl. Like we have, you know, six guys playing in that game. Um, And then we would just need to count Aaron Jones's running back score. So I like builds
1: like this because we, we have so many scenarios we can root for. Bills Packers, Bills Niners, Bills Cardinals. And then also for me, it's a hedge on that bet I made for the Pats to win. So now if the Pats still win, I'd be like, cool. Like I feel good about this bet moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. And the 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 Bills are
0: just such a fun, like the Bills and the Cowboys to me, and I guess the Chiefs, but the Chiefs are just so hard to get the studs. But with the Bills and Cowboys, they're the two teams where I think they're legit Super Bowl contenders, they're high scoring offenses, and you can get four games from them and their ADPs line up in a way where you can get their best players. Um, and so those, those two teams are unique in that regard. Um And so anytime I'm doing like a bills onslaught, I feel
1: pretty good about the team. Also, we got about 85 people in here right now, only 18 likes. So help us out, hit that like button. If you want to hang out with us here, we are going to give away a The Owner's Club NFT pack at the end of the show as well to our chat MVP. And I will say, if you're a chat MVP, a chat MVP would probably hit the like button would be my thought. You know what I was just thinking
0: is, uh, you know, Eric, I I like really took this compliment to the heart being the best, best ball bro. And then I realized our our fucking chat MVP, he's just buttering me
1: up to win (laughs) chat MVP. He doesn't actually even mean it. I mean, this could be every show for us, but we should have a chat MVP every show that people just keep being fake nice to us. And at a certain point, that'll turn to real niceness.
0: Yeah, I'm going to start telling my wife, um, can we do a husband MVP contest? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And this is the the way I could just get compliments all the time.
1: No, honestly, I will say to your credit, too, and we got to go through the rest of the segments here. We got to get Nana Pete going. Um, Actually, if you want to prepare Nana Pete here, I'll I'll, I'll stall for a second and actually say something nice about you. But I do think, you know, for me doing this show, and this is part of why I'm excited (laughs) that we're going to be doing some more stuff with Underdog, that we're officially an Underdog partner over at Football Outsiders and Splash Play um like we're gonna be doing a lot more best ball content and i think i've kind of felt like i was missing out on some of the fun we do a lot of silly things here we still do the dfs stuff that's all great the best ball you can do all year long like there is nothing stopping you from doing best ball all year long and speaking of something i would love to do all year long it's, it's nana pete welcome to the show nana pete how are you feeling
2: i'm doing all right I... I'm feeling tired and this season just won't stop. It just keeps going and going and going.
1: Well, well back in your day, Nana, Pete, I feel like a season was just like two months basically. And then they're like, oh, you're the champ. You win. Back in
2: my day, there was no off season. We would simply strap on our leather helmets in the cowhide and roll around in the mud playing smear the queer i know you can't play that anymore i know it's not allowed it, i get it it's a problematic it's term a different era. But, it's a different era but i grew up on that game <laughs> were
1: you the one smearing or getting smeared yeah, that's the beauty of the game is sometimes you're both well, Nana Pete. Obviously, we brought you on the show today, not just because people love the character, but also because you have so much wisdom here. You've seen sixty different NFL seasons right before your eyes. All guys with names who've been uh, you've gone to school with at some point. So, what's the sort of sage wisdom you can give to the people out there who're trying to tackle this new Wild Card weekend, where there's so many teams to choose from?
2: Yeah, I I sometimes feel like people quite don't understand how much my life has intertwined with the NFL spags. Did you know I was at Roger Goodell's birth? No, I didn't know. How, what was that like? It was incredible. I was actually the midwife uh, for that birth. And I took Roger under my wing and I shaped him into the smart, upstanding commissioner he is to this day. And any decision you see from roger goodell i've i've had my my fingerprints on
1: i did not expect the nana p character to be a goodell but bootle- bootlicker that is <laughs> oh so
2: he's preserved the great game of football he has never made a poor decision he's a he's a benevolent ruler and a mega brain just a just a giga brain genius
1: How are the butt cheeks on him, though? That's the thing. He's not a player, so they might not be up to usual standards.
2: Considering I helped raise the boy, I have never looked at his buttocks with any bit of leering eyes. In fact, I've always treasured him as as a friend. But I will say, for those who didn't grow up giving him baths like me, that it's one fine
1: tushy. And what that's the kind of tissue you could send home to mama. That's what, that's what we always say.
2: It's true. It's true. It's a soft butt too. I used to put a little baking powder on that butt. And <laughs> baking what, powder? I don't <laughs> think that's baby powder. Baby powder. <laughs> it's Bake that up. Bake up that sweet cake. (laughs) I'd put some baby and baking powder. That's the thing people forget is that together it makes a very combustible chalk like, uh, you know, mess. And any time he was a bad boy, I would get that concoction and give him a little baking and baby powder spanking and put them in the oven a little to like, brown them up <laughs> no 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 don't be ridiculous i can't have child services
1: getting called on me well Nana pete the good news for you is because we have to do ride or die picks we can breeze through this fast but we wanted to get your takes on the playoffs here um who do you think is going to be the the dark horse here that makes a run for an nfc championship or an afc championship
2: it is true i've been looking at the bracket and did i Tell you that I once ran a, a mile race with Ben Roethlisberger in fourth grade. No, you, did you win? I did. I beat him. He's always been slow as fuck and some things never change. But I will say I'm pulling for my old schoolyard classmate, Ben Roethlisberger. Some say it's his final game, but... People have often said, it's my final show, Spags. And what do I do? I come back and I keep coming back over and over again. You
1: simply can't stay away, I think. Hopefully you avoided Ben in the the fourth grade bathrooms.
2: Oh, let's just say that he's always been a little mischievous, but I knew how to stand up for myself. I've cold clocked Ben Roethlisberger a few times in my day. Sometimes you just have to Put him in
1: his place. <laughs> true. With a big head like that, he probably didn't even feel it. But we do have your your good pal, Jamar Chase, who used to play hopscotch, which also Debo Samuel. It seems like all of the players that, that you've talked about so lovingly on the show are actually in the playoffs with a chance to make some noise. It is true. And would you say that... Uh
2: correlation equals causation in this regard that i have a bit of a midas touch anyone who went to school with me made it into the playoffs i surround myself with winners bags, which makes
1: us doing a segment together so bizarre Well, it's also, I would think, because you gravitate towards the players with robust taut buttocks. As a result, that probably means a higher athletic propensity because you know all the speeds generated from your supple butt cheeks.
2: Well, it is funny you say that, and I apologize for not calling you a winner, but like you inferred, everyone who made the playoffs, I have admired their buttocks, I have seen their nice round tushies, and yet you continue to elude me, playing hard to get, refusing. To show me that ass of yours you sound like big ben there with your (laughs) insistence i please don't lump me into them this is purely on request i'm not going to force you i will only shame you and make you feel like lesser of a man for it ah the aziz ansari approach (laughs) please please stop (laughs) equating me to all these problematic (laughs) figures
1: it's been um, a rough week for me, as Stephen points out. Oh, that's my true. Why are you not in black after your, your good friend Betty White passed away? I only have one shawl, a shawl for all occasions
2: and spags, despite sometimes my, you know, terse delivery. I am an optimist at heart and a black shawl would be discongruent with the positivity and the the hope I see for the world,
1: and you would also resemble a witch far more.
2: Uh, please don't I don't call, don't call me a Big Ben, a witch, uh, a Zizan. Sorry, all of these comparisons are deeply
1: unflattering. Uh, Michael Guest asking, did you call Ben on your telegraph to wish him luck this weekend? Uh, did you? How are? What are you kind of phone are you rocking these days, Nanafeet? Oh
2: boy! If I would, I would have died for a telegraph. No, this was back when there was just the Pony Express. I would write a long form letter on a scroll and tie it up with a piece of twine from a nearby bush, and the little boy would hop on the horse, and I would he he would say, "Here, Nana, put your letter for Big Ben in my satchel," and I say, "No, no, you might lose the satchel." I said, open up your pants. We're going to put this scroll right between your butt cheeks where it will never be lost. And he said, really, Nana Pete? I I must put this letter to Big Ben deep within my drawers and i said boy drop your trousers and i would stuff the scroll right in there and i would pull up his pants and cinch it and then help him get on the horse he would say you you just need to put your hand under my foot to help me get on the horse but i would like to get a nice firm grasp on his butt lift him up on the horse then i slap the horse's ass and the note would be on its way to big ben in that is how communications happened back in my
1: day didn't they also used to call you the pony express because anybody (laughs) could hop on for a ride and deliver their package please please i've let he who hasn't been
2: a power bottom cast the first stone (laughs) i don't even
1: want that if Pete, who's gonna win the super bowl that's
2: (laughs) let's go there i think the steelers are going to win the super bowl i think it's gonna be big ben versus debo samuel for all the marbles and the reason i know this to be the case is because ben has told me that when he accepts the lombardi trophy he is going to thank me in his victory speech and if that's not something we all can root for then to hell with all of you
1: any final words of the people, uh, Nana Pete, as Kyle's pointing out, scrolled back to realize this bit's been going on for 10 minutes. A good point, perhaps by Kyle for producing us in the chat.
2: What do we say? Time flies when you're talking about helping a little pony boy deliver a letter. <laughs> it's true.
1: Any final words, Nana Pete?
2: I have no final words other than thank you to all my fans. Please subscribe to me on only fans where, I, every single week tell stories in the
1: nude. Oh God. Go subscribe Nana Pete's only fans. There's the plug and Nana Pete will be back with us next week as always. And a real chat MVP, I would say would, would hang on with us throughout that segment and not even think about leaving. That's what I would say, Pete, for a real chat MVP. They love Nana Pete.
0: Yeah. Maybe um, be a little uh, picky with how you
1: cut up that clip. <laughs> 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 yeah, I won't put the, the childhood <laughs> game for a 30-second clip of you talking about that. <laughs> this is a space, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's game by game here, ride or die picks time, where we are going to review all the wild card games, give uh, the implied totals and all that, and give our ride or die picks. And it's worth pointing out, actually, I think in the show notes that were lovingly crafted beforehand, I think somebody wrote something up about this, um, ride or die picks, wild card weekend. Spags heroically went on a torrid end of season run to almost catch Pete. Will he continue his tremendous heater now that the playoffs are in front of us, Pete? That completely unbiased description was written up, and I think it sums up ride or die picks pretty well.
0: I know how much you love overwriting things for uh, for this show. So yes, bags. Uh, I am telling you if this
1: whole thing we're doing doesn't work out, we got to get you on as a Jeopardy writer. I would I would love to do that. I could I could be like the executive producer guy, just give myself a nice fancy <laughs> job and just hope nobody notices. It sounds great. All right, ride or Dive picks. You guys know the rules by now. We only have one, three, and 10-pointers. All the other numbers are out of stock, so we're going to negotiate some picks per game here. It could be a DFS pick, could be a betting pick, Pete. And and you've been thriving this year, You know, not quite going for as many 10-pointers as some of us have, but you've been doing a great job for yourself.
0: Well, I'm just glad Cash Game Week is over and I can get back to, uh, to YOLOing 10-pointers in this contest and uh, really making you kind of lick my boots uh, in this
1: contest. Yeah, much like Nana Pete with Roger Goodell, it's going to be right there lapping it up. Starting with Las Vegas, 21.5 implied points. Cincinnati, 27 implied points in this one. Edge Sports also has it as being a 51 point line, even though the books have it as a 48.5 point line. So maybe a little bit of value on the over bet. But Pete, what would you like for this first ride or die weekend of what they're calling super wild card weekend, which it's just fucking, how about three day wild card weekend? All right. I'm going to propose a 10 pointer to you. Okay.
0: If Darren Waller outscores both T
1: Higgins and Jamar Chase. That's one of those things that, you know, game script wise that actually should still not happen. So I'll give you a 10 pointer on that. It's probably not a true 10, but it's it's fine. It's probably like a seven and a half, but I appreciate you rounding up. All right. I will say, what if, you know, I'll, I'm going to leverage off your play, Pete. What if I were to say that Zay Jones outscores Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller? Um, I feel
0: like that's also not a 10 pointer, but I think it's comparable to mine. So shake
1: on it. Okay. And I'll right. give it to uh, Oh, no, I got to fuck up oh, no. the other way. Now. Okay. There we go. I got to go, go lefty. Go. Yeah. thank <laughs> you. You can also pad my, no, I don't know which way I'm going now. I'm looking okay, there we go. <laughs> I was, I guess this was me filleting <laughs> your hand. I don't know. <laughs> X came up. New Orleans, 19, or New New Orleans, not in the playoffs. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're back, Pete. Say Seville. He's all healed. They're good to go. <laughs> New England, 19.8 implied points. Buffalo, 24.3 implied points. Uh, line on this one is neg- uh, minus five for Buffalo. Actually looks like it might be closer to a one-point line according to Edge Sports, and that's where I'm placing my money line bet. And I will up that for this ride or die pick, Pete. I will say New England not only wins hedging against our really well-drafted ball team, I will say New England wins by six and a half. New England wins
0: by six and a half. Yeah, that. and you said the line is four? Uh, the line is five. Five, yeah. So that that puts us into ten point territory, you know, eleven point gap or so. Uh, yeah, I'll give that to you. I am going to be semi correlated with your bet. Um, <laughs> can I get ten points if Ramondre Stevenson outscores Devin Singletary?
1: I just because Damian Harris exists, I think that is reasonable. Actually, Osmos only got Ramondre at six point five points this week. And ETR has
0: Bolden ahead of uh Ramondre too. So I, I feel like this is a little a balls to the wall pick.
1: Yeah. I think it's, it feels like it shouldn't be like that much of a discrepancy, but I think structurally like Brandon Bolden's probably the pass catcher here and Ramondre uh, takes a step backwards. So yeah, I'll give you that one. Thank you. All right, uh on to the Sunday slate here. And and shout out Jesse, by the way. He gave a really nice compliment yesterday. Now he's back here getting spoiled with so many good shows this week. Appreciate it, fellas. You can't uh, trust anything anyone's saying today. I think that I, all these are bullshit. No, no one yesterday actually Jesse was it. here and was like, Spags is a great host. And I was like, Thank you. Like it stood out because that's like, you know, it's like a nice thing Did to you say. leak this MVP idea and they were <laughs> buttering you up ahead of time? One time Ian Harditz called me a great host, unprovoked on Twitter too. So all the Jesse Smith, Ian Harditz, everybody's buzzing, Pete. Was that because of a show we all did together? No, we haven't. We didn't have. We couldn't have Ian on this year because of the PFFFO blood feud. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> they're fighting in the streets like Anchorman. Wow, I I guess I've missed this. I mean, it makes sense that they would be beefing, but
0: I actually haven't seen any of that.
1: Yeah, that's why. I, I mean, well, whatever. Just let everybody behind the <laughs> scenes here. That's why we didn't have Eric Eager or Ian on this year because I love those guys, but yeah, they unfortunately FO not the coolest with doing PFF guests, Unfortunately, casualties. All right. Maybe for year two, hopefully, because I miss Ian. Ian's so, Ian's so great. If you're not following Ian as you should be. Eric Eager, too. Also doing a great job. Yeah. Um, Philadelphia, 18.3 implied points. Tampa Bay, 27.3 implied points. Um, that's a nice little swole cast reference for everybody out there. 30-degree <laughs> winds. Pete, what do you want for this ride-or-die pick with the Eagles in Tampa Bay? Yeah, I'm going to go. Um, I just want the – I'm
0: going to stick with it. I've been floating this take. I'm going to take Eagles money line.
1: Ooh, okay, that's an easy ten pointer then. I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will say for me. Uh, all right, let's let's go let's go big here. Leonard Fournette over two hundred all purpose yards.
0: I mean, you know that he's he's a game time decision, right? I mean, I will give it to you for sure. You just say YOLO. Yeah.
1: I'm do you want? Yolo. Do
0: you? I'll even give you the backfill. I'll say the starting running back for the Bucks over okay. two hundred. If he doesn't go, you can get Keyshawn
1: okay thank you i appreciate it. Boy, we're really being charitable playoffs really brings out the best of us
0: <laughs> i mean i just the, the lenny stuff looks dicey man i'm just trying to you know help our accountant here uh
1: not have to give you a zero no that's fair i will take Yeah, i think somebody here is going to get a lot of points in the backfield steven in the chat even if Go ahead. i i was just gonna say i mean
0: i love this take i, I that's a three-pointer though that's not a that's not a ten-pointer
1: yeah, Osmo's got Hurts at twenty point five five, uh, Brady twenty point nine five. So that's actually yeah. shockingly close. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just because Hurts is going to run a ton.
0: Um, yeah, I think that I would I would grade that as a three, but you could make an argument
1: that it's a one. Next game up, we got the Niners twenty four implied points, Dallas twenty seven implied points, and uh, I think yeah, I think you you can go first again. All right, this is I'm very much looking forward to this game.
0: Seems like everyone is on San Francisco as the trendy upset pick. Mm-hmm. I I just want I also feel we've all been kind of conditioned now that no one's really separating in the Dallas offense as far as, you know, like who's the alpha skill position player. Can I get 10 points if CeeDee Lamb goes for over 30 DraftKings points? Yeah, I think it's a 10-pointer. I mean, over 30, okay. I feel
1: like for most people would be over, would be a yeah. 10 pointer. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, make CD great again. Uh, I guess could I also get 10 points then if Debo Samuel were to go over 30 fantasy points? Well, Debo projects better. Uh, I'll get gi- I'll give you it if
0: you this is what I'll do. If he goes over 32.
1: So I need a two point spot, which is kind of like the difference in the Debo CD projection. Okay, I'm seeing it more like a 1.5, but that's fine. Over 32 seems here. So. 31 and a half, let's say. Fine. Okay, done. All right, last Sunday game here, Pittsburgh's 16.5 implied points, which has actually come down 0.3 since it opened at 16.8. Kansas City, 29.5 implied points. Uh, does look like Edge Sports has. This as being a 52-point line instead of a 46. Uh, so that's an interesting one. I, I will say, Pete, just, and I think this has to be a 10-pointer, even though it feels like maybe it shouldn't be. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, highest scoring wide receiver for Pittsburgh. That's got to be a 10, right? Juju? Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. So you're saying over Najee, Deontay, or and pack. Ben? No, over,
1: uh, over Deontay, over Claypool, over Freermuth. I guess I will also give you. Yeah. I'll
0: I'll give that to you. I'll give it okay. to you.
1: Um, which would make him a great play at 3K. uh what do you want in this one Pete? how much for the top four highest scoring <laughs> players are all Kansas City chiefs I think oh you know what in the spirit of the the niceness we've had here, I'll give it if you go five I'll give it to you okay, so I basically
0: am gonna need yeah it it I, five is fair because I'm gonna need a Pringle or Hardman or Chiefs defense to outscore a
1: Deontay, Najee, and Big Ben. So, all right, I'll, I'll roll with it. Yeah, I mean, I think I could see a very easy four, which is the issue. Like, it could be very easily Darrell, Hill, Mahomes, Kelsey. The defense or Pringle or whatever is the one that makes it tough, but I think it's still a pretty good bet for you. Uh, Monday nighter, Arizona, 22.8 implied points. Rams, 26.8 implied points. Final ride or die pick for super wild card weekend. Pete, what do you want? Also, showdown yeah. captain. I guess you could pick too. Yeah, I mean,
0: I am gonna. I'm excited. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna try to do a showdown cram for all three of the night games, um, mm-hmm. for Saturday, Sunday, Monday, because they're putting, um, pretty big prize pools up for the uh, the night one. So yeah, let's go our typical uh, showdown captain for this. Um, and normally I cheat a little bit. I run the sims ahead of time. I am flying blind on this one right now. Do you want to do a gentleman's agreement to throw out Cooper Cup?
1: Uh, yeah, let's do that. Let me go. Wait, no, fuck. Why? I keep going the wrong way. Here we go. All right. There there's There's my hand. There. Boom. boom Pop. Yeah. Bro fist. Okay. So no Cooper uh, cup showdown captain besides that. All right. No Cooper cup. I wonder too, if they've already set the salaries with the chase Edmonds stuff that said, I will say Christian Kirk. Um, okay. Interesting one. Uh, let's actually, I'm, I'm going to see if DK had, cause they, they always put that last showdown out late. Um, oh they did put out the the salaries for Rams Niners. Let's see where they are. Um. <laughs> Edmonds is at just so you're aware, 7500. So that seems like a little bit of a discount. Okay. They yeah, they probably priced those guys similarly. Oh, yeah. Connor's 14, one. Oh no, that's that's his captain. Never mind. Okay. He's uh 9400. So pretty big discrepancy there. That that sounds like they thought Connor was going to play.
0: Yeah, I actually did just run the sims and uh apparently we need to toss out chase edmonds too
1: <laughs> oh
0: okay he's, well he's appearing in 34 i i haven't seen a non-quarterback
1: up that high in a long time i don't think you need to throw him out like you made the pick you got there before me i didn't fight against it i'll, I'll still give it to you i said i said oh, I you kirk. took kirk yeah i'll take chase edmonds then <laughs> that's how you reward my honesty <laughs> yeah i think
0: that's, that's how the game works is it not then give me Cup. I get Cup if you're taking Edmonds. No, because they're not really equitable plays. It's yes, like, they, they are. Cup's when a monster.
1: Pro- Cup's been over like 30 fantasy
0: no, points. No, but salary adjusted. We're talking about the win, not who scores the most points. It's I know. It's in the winning lineup, which salary comes into play. He costs almost three
1: times as much as Chase Edmonds. It's going to be much easier for Chase Edmonds to end up as the winning captain. Well, not in terms of raw points. It's It'll be easier for Cup in terms of raw points, easier for Edmonds in terms of lineup construction. Right,
0: but lineup construction matters. Raw points matter too. Jimmy, I take if you're taking Edmonds, I get Cup, or we throw out Edmonds and Cup. I will not
1: stand for this. Uh, You choose your poison. You know what? Fine, I'll take Edmonds, and you can have Cup. Thank you. All right, that's fucking. God bless America. Agreement even mean? What does a bro fist across? It means
0: nothing. The second
1: something is on the line that's important, the real character comes out. Ivan in the chat saying nice picks bags. Thank you, Ivan. I think I landed on it earnestly and I deserve every bit of Chase Edmunds success I get. Fine. Fine. All right. Those are the ride or die picks for the week. And now we got to give our our the owner's club pack away, Pete. And uh if you can explain the owner's club to everybody else out there because I will say your little sales pitches I mentioned yesterday with just talking about it off the air with uh with you and Davis, I was intrigued. Yeah, I'll why don't I maybe I
0: will um I'll, how about I'll uh, open a pack right now just to show people okay. yeah, let's uh, see what it looks like here. So for those of you guys who haven't seen, so the owner's club, they're like a NFT meets DFS uh, platform. And they've rolled out this really cool playoff best ball contest. And there's basically three steps to it. There is buying a pack. And within that pack, there are 20 cards of various position groups of teams that are in the playoffs. And it's completely randomized. So you might get five quarterbacks, you might get, you know, four defenses, but there's enough to submit a starting lineup of 12 spots. So eight of your spots are not used. And then you mint that lineup after you choose what you want from your pack. And then that lineup now has two potential ways to make money one it can just be in the contest which it will be entered in once you mint it but there will also be a marketplace so theoretically if you have this incredible lineup going and say maybe you're a little more risk averse you know you could sell that lineup and kind of cash out on your EV or you could let it ride and try to get one of the prizes they actually just passed a hundred thousand dollar prize pool. Um, there's no rake in this contest either. All the money is going back into the prize pool. So it's a it's a pretty fun um format right now. And uh I highly recommend
1: checking it out. So Mark in the chat saying CEH is out Sunday just announced. I guess we got that news early, Pete. This we got our we got our working our little lines here our, our league connections to get that news earlier in the show. Um, Kyle saying why this best
0: ball thing requires blockchain because there is no way to exchange ownership over uh, a best ball lineup otherwise. Like imagine if you had a team you drafted on Underdog or DraftKings and you wanted to sell it to me, there would be no way with actual proof of ownership and transferring the rights that you would be able to do that. So that's that's what makes it fun. Um, And also like, I do think sites could come up with stuff like this, but we haven't seen you know, like if DraftKings released something where you could open a pack and then that's your lineup, but that—that's what I think is fun is that I've never seen anyone attempt it like this. Um, so I will show you guys
1: here. I just need okay. to wait a second for the pack to show up. Some my... of the MVP cases are coming into Joshua Marino and he put his in quotes too. So I guess to really make clear that he wasn't being genuine, man, there was just something special about this episode. You guys really killed it. <laughs> Mike <laughs> saying what a splendid show this is. And then Iceman wants to be taken out of the running cause he's in the hospital and uh, he's uh, not going to be back at his computer. So that's yeah. How are it. This is as I'm getting this pulled up, like how, how are we deciding on this? I think it's just what's in our hearts. Like we're going to, uh, I'll offer somebody up and you could say do they feel like an MVP to you or not. All right. This is so subjective. Oh, um, it's good. So is MVP voting? <laughs> no, I know. I'm
0: just worried. You know, I I think you're going to have to decide. This was your idea. You're going to have to decide your chat. MVP. Okay. That's fine.
1: I, I'll, I'll decide. Look, I'll be the arbiter. It doesn't mean I love anybody less. I doesn't mean I love anybody more. It's just about picking the right MVP. <laughs> that's, that's all that matters. Exactly.
0: Um, all right, there's a slight delay on getting this into my account. So I'm just buy it here,
1: but I will uh I will pull this up. And also, you know, part of this too, like, and Kyle, I think asking a fair question, but part of the reason, like, there is value to you guys of you know the NFT world and when uh sites like this do things like this, um, that DraftKings isn't doing, like DraftKings is just cashing in right now, and they're you know, they're kind of shitty NFTs where they have a player likeness and they're you know, and, and people have made money on that, so I'm not gonna be mad at it. But ultimately, that's sort of the evolution of all this stuff. And uh, and Pete, you can correct me because you know this stuff much better than I do. Like the NFT things, like the whole point is, and tying things to blockchain means you could just monetize a million different things in different ways than you ever have historically. And that's that's why DraftKings might be afraid of doing it. But like long term, that's probably where they end up going. Well, the reason I think it's
0: really fun is like we all like opening packs. If you've done the Top Shot stuff, the pack opening experience is fun, and we all like. Drafting best ball teams. That's very fun too. And this literally merges those two things. You get the pack lotto element. When you open the pack, did I get the KC stack? Did I get the Buffalo stack? But then you also get uh, game theory with setting your lineup, AKA drafting your team, trying to build a team that you think logically makes sense, getting your your Super Bowl matchups lined up. And then you actually then throw it into the best ball arena and can compete for prizes. So I just love how it's, you know, pairing two things that we all love with, with NFTs and fantasy into a seamless thing, but man, there's a delay on getting these, uh, packs into my account right now. And I was such a fiend that I had already ripped all of mine and the two I just bought have not showed up. So I don't know how long you want to, uh, to vamp here. Maybe we should choose chat MVP and then we can like close out, uh, with this
1: draft. All right, we could do that that way. So uh, let's see. Russia saying, "So I can win one of these." You potentially can, Russia. Though I'm not sure um, you're my personal MVP. Joshua, I feel like you've done a good job as well. Um, Ivan Black saying uh, you could sell these if you have a sweat instead of taking the chance of not cashing. So it is like uh, a bit of a you know cashing your bet in or the you know the options you get on a normal sports book as well. Um, Ff Doom is late today. Yeah, he would have been in the running for an MVP and normally an MVP candidate season long. Paul's got a heart out at three forty three. He's an MVP contender too. Um, I did. I did get my uh, my packs to show here now too. Okay, there we go. So um, we
0: can build some you know, more drum pack
1: here, and then I'll make then a will drum roll, and I'll make my pick.
0: Yeah. So I do have the link down below uh, to get uh, packs. They are twenty dollars a pop. Um, I will open this pack here, and now the real diabolical thing. So. Because there is 20 moments, I've been impatient and I've been revealing all spags. I will let you decide. Do you
1: want me to reveal all or do you want me to go one by one? I think let's reveal all for the sake of time. Yeah. (laughs) No, I do like going one by one generally. Even with Top Shot, I started switching over a little bit. Also, it's interesting too that they don't have the likenesses. But that's how you know you're getting real. Like you're getting something real here, not a consumerized version of the product. Yeah, and also not getting sued by the NFL. <laughs> um,
0: so this is an interesting pack. This one's going to be. I think this is a tough build, but I think we're up uh, for the challenge here. So you know, we do obviously have Buffalo QB. We're going to do that. I believe. Is this our only other QB? I think we're an only two QB lineup. So this is super flex bags. Um, so basically our starting lineup, it you know, has um three, six, nine, twelve. And uh it is super flex. And so then we have we have to at least have a running back, a wide receiver, tight end DST. So we do have to build out the lineup. Generally, I've been trying to get three quarterbacks in just for super flex and to kind of cover that that Mm -hmm. extra spot. Um, but we only have two to work with here. So that's going to make it a little tricky. Um, I will probably, and we don't have anything to stack San Francisco with.
1: So that is not ideal either. Um, so, so do the, like this green, green Bay wide receiver represent an actual wide receiver or just the wide receiver performance of the team? It represents, you get the points for all green Bay wide receivers. Got it. Okay.
0: And so that's kind of what's nice about like Tampa Bay running back. It's like, Yeah, ideally it's Leonard Fournette, but even if it's not, you're still getting those points. And it's also why, you know, for split backfields, it's so nice. You don't have to worry about Zeke or Pollard. You're going to just get all of the points um, from there. So uh, I'm trying to put together this lineup here. I will do Tampa Bay tight end and running back because those are nice. And those kind of fit alongside nicely with green Bay wide receiver and DST, basically like cobbling together kind of the best positional groups for those two NFC teams that could go far. Um, I will definitely use KC tight end. Like sometimes when you don't get a pack with a lot of stacks, you're basically just trying to get in as many projected points as you can. Um, So I'm going to throw in Dallas wide receiver. I'll play to Tennessee, the DST Mm -hmm. and the running back. And now what do I have left? I could go. I don't want to go three DSTs. I'm probably going to actually have to pull that
1: back. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I wouldn't mind Higby in general, but uh, not over not over a uh, Kelsey or anything or, or Gronk.
0: So one thing is we don't have, um, man, but we need Buffalo to go to the Super Bowl. I'm going to probably get rid of Tennessee DST. And honestly, the highest upside thing probably here is to play a Las Vegas upset. Las Vegas wide receiver and Las Vegas oh, running back because we have no Bengals
1: either. I think that's actually interesting for DFS too. I on the Osmo awesome show I did earlier, I thought like playing Josh Jacobs and not playing Joe Mixon is an interesting build because um, yeah. whether the Bengals win or lose like it just sort of means that the ball's out of their hands a little bit more. And then the only other thing like,
0: you know, um there we do have a Los Angeles Ram, Los Angeles DST, but I mean I just don't get excited about rams tight end so to me i think this is
1: probably the the best build here yeah i support it i don't see any like i don't need hunter henry and John o. smith in my life so then this pops up you guys can't see the pop-up just the way
0: the chrome tab share is working but with your metamask and they when you buy a pack so this happens on the polygon network gas fees on the ethereum network are outrageous like literally just if i wanted to send spags and ethereum which I would never do. Um, I would have to pay, you know, 25, 30 bucks as a transaction fee. This happens on Polygon. Their um, internal token is called Matic, and it's really, really cheap. And so part of the pack, when you buy a pack, they actually drop some Matic into your account for you. So you don't even have to worry about going to buy that. So I'm hitting confirm on this. And now this lineup is minting. The other thing about this, if you do a bunch of drafts and you kind of want to wait and see how your exposures line up and you like want to break ties, like, Oh man, I have a bunch of Dallas DST. I'm going to use the other ones here. You can save for later and then wait to mint them tomorrow. I just know that I'm going to be really busy. So I'm minting them right away, but you can theoretically save the lineups, kind of review your exposures and then go back and, and, mint them when you're ready.
1: What are like, what's the pricing for whatever the best lineup is?
0: Uh, so the prize pool is going to change because it's um still getting added they did 50,000 guaranteed and i think they already said the prize pool is well over 100,000 now at 5,000 at 20 bucks a pop so i think they will be releasing um
1: those details soon on what the final prize pool is interesting i mean it's not it's not the same as like going into a, a tournament with overlay for dfs but i do think like you know going into a prize pool where you think it's going to be 50k and then it ends up being double or triple or quadruple that like that's very unique and not something that exists right now in real DF or I won't say real DFS, but you know, the mainstream DFS for sure. Um, all right, Spags, who, who are you choosing for this? <sighs> all right. So this is a tough one because I really think in my heart, the MVP is going to be our guy, Frankie. The issue is I don't want to be nepotistic here. And like, this would be like, if I'm, you know, uh, if I'm a Lakers beat writer and I'm like, LeBron's the MVP, but there's other guys you could point to. I do think that Joshua Marino today has stepped up. I don't I don't think I've seen his name very often around here, but yeah. I think he's been a helpful contributor today. been brought a positive attitude, a little bit of snarkiness too. So Joshua Marino, you are my chat MVP of this show. Step on down.
0: I, I like the suggestion. Josh has also flexed some knowledge of other shows within the deposit kingdom. He's had some, he had a reference to DeFi kingdoms, jewel, another DeFi NFT project. So, uh, I appreciate the breadth and the, uh, energy and enthusiasm of Joshua's comments today. So jo- how do we, uh, how do I link him up with you to get the, uh, to get the pack? Yeah, the, you see, you did the thing to Frankie that I do when I try to guess who's winning on a wheel spin, and I say it before. That so that that's on you, bags.
1: Well, uh, I wanted Frankie to know he's special to me too because it was really tough. Like it was a tough one, but like I would put Frankie and Like you know, Willis, we we pay a little bit, so like I feel like I don't, that's not quite the same. But the guys like we really know. Like I probably wouldn't give it to FF Doom either because he's a regular. Like and Frankie, we've literally had on the show, so that just feels like. How it. about this? How about I make this right? How about okay. we're going to get,
0: so Frank, uh, Josh, um, I don't know if you, if we're on Twitter or in discord, you just need to send me your, um, you need to first just make an account on TOC. If you don't have that yet and send me your TOC account, um, and also your discord name, and then I'll get that over to TOC and they'll drop a uh, $20 in your account to purchase a pack. But when I was trying to buy two packs bags, I, or buy one pack, I bought two, just trying to push it mm. on through so I am going to we're gonna open this pack now to close things down this is for Frankie so Frankie oh, okay. Frankie can uh, I'll send the screenshot um and Frankie can decide how to set the lineup and uh it'll just be on my account but it will be Frankie's team all
1: right unless it wins then
0: then Frankie suddenly <laughs> and then I better he better fly me out to hit up uh
1: divine <laughs> you, you better fucking like have a lot of toasted ravioli right yeah here. <laughs>
0: that's what I, that's what I'm talking about here all right Frankie this is you pack five seven nine four. We won't, we won't
1: set the lineup on the show because that's going to be for you to do. Also, P-Lab's saying, I've lost all respect. Sorry, this is absolutely rigged for money or ratings. I'm not sure which. I won't be silent. Just saw it live. Sorry. I'm pretty sure p <laughs> is doing a bit because I think I've seen that name in chat before, but um, I can tell you it's not rigged. I just pulled whoever I thought was doing a good job in chat.
0: Thank you. You know, I'm I'm a people pleaser here. Yeah. All right. So, Frankie, this is your pack. We're revealing all. Ooh, this ooh. looks nice. Frankie, this is a nice pack. Yeah. Tampa Green QB, Bay QB. NRB? Oh, he's got a full Tampa stack. That's that's really live. All right, Frankie. This is uh, I'm gonna drop this in the uh, splash play channel of the Discord. You tell me how to fill out this lineup and I will mint it for you. Oh, and that that's the other beauty of this. I was saying how it would have to be on my account. Once I mint it, I will be able to send it over to Frankie, the uh, the minted lineup. So
1: it, he will actually own this lineup after the fact. Also, apparently, P-Lap was a copy pasta from Aisha Curry. So that, that's my bad. I didn't catch that one right. I knew I'd seen P-Lap before, and I'm like, I don't think we could have pissed somebody off that much with this process. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Oh, historical anomalies. Imagine the possibilities. Yeah. Pete, you really did imagine the possibilities and you brought them to real life. All the
0: possibilities. This is my request to Frankie. If this lineup wins the first place prize, um, I just want you to fly me down to St. Louis uh, and take me out for like a nine course meal at at the
1: restaurant. At the pasta company, of course, the official sponsor of Welcome to the Family (laughs) Another, another sort of it. Honestly, we might at a certain point, we might be able to get actual sponsors. So cherish these moments now, Frankie, when we're giving you. The- yeah, because it's going to, it's going to start out. Uh, you're going to have to pony up for this. Yeah, with so all that, our nana uh, Pete bits, I'm sure we're going to get those sponsors rolling. <laughs> <laughs> today we appreciate all of you guys for tuning in This has been a lot of fun thank you for chat for bringing your a game whether it was for the mvp votes or just for being a part of the show we really do appreciate you guys hanging out and again we will be doing these shows still three days a week as long as we can monday thursday friday 2 30 eastern so come hang out with us subscribe to the peach channel and subscribe to the splash play channel so you can see all the latest episodes all the content we're putting out out there Follow up Peter rivers at follow at Chris bags and follow at splash play pod. So you can know whatever's going on out there. Sometimes we do giveaways. Sometimes we do guest spots on there. There's a lot going on on at splash play pod. Pete, your final plugs for everything. You got a lot going on on the channel. It seems.
0: Yeah. Just one more show tonight over on ship chasing, wrapping up all of our FFPC playoff challenge content. We're having Mike Leone and drew Dinkmeyer from ETR on, uh, it is going to get boozy. Uh, we're going to throw back some drinks and, uh, have some fun, you know, kind of finalizing our thoughts for that contest tonight.
1: So that'll be at nine 15 on the ship chasing channel. Yeah, go check it out. Ship chasing a lot of fun to both watch and participate in. So go hang out with those guys and then shout out Iceman Ice Iceman feel better. We hope you, we are back on the mend as soon as you possibly can. And we'll see you guys on Monday. So enjoy your weekends. Enjoy super wild card weekend and good luck.